Today on the Profitable Tradie Podcast, because you can't say no, you run out of energy. And it also causes poor decision making because you're tapped out. Yeah. And you get in a very urgent kind of scattered mindset. So you yeah. tend to snatch at things and make decisions on the fly rather than actually giving them the thought that they need. And in the end, your profitability suffers. I know I probably shouldn't have done that, but I like to be a, a nice person. There's a coin which has two sides. Yeah, doesn't uh, matter what way you flip it, the other side's still there. That's right, they said yeah. yes and no, so they cannot be separated. Rather than going broad, they went deep and just got exceptionally good at a few things. Yeah. And they owned those, and they did them in a way that no one else could do them. And that's where they've crushed it. Do you ever feel stretched too thin in your business and you're juggling way more than you can handle? Now, there is a simple word that most business owners use way too much, and it's destroying their business, which is yes. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where every week we help you make more money, get your time back, and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat. Hit the follow button. Let's get started. Hi there, Tony Fraser-Jones in the uh, podcasting hot seat today, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast here with my sidekick, Phil Smith, who is the COO here at Profitable Trading, the man who makes things happen. G'day, mate. How you going? What's happening today, buddy? Making things happen. Oh, look at that, a new start. I like that. I had to think about that really carefully. (laughs) That really threw me off. Yeah, you're nearly choking. (laughs) Man. Get yourself together, buddy. You stumped me big time. I've worked hard on that. Yeah. I've won. Right, this podcast is done. No. Oh, anyway, we what are we what are we digging into today, Chief? Well, we're talking about being too busy uh, and basically not using the word no enough uh, and using the word yes too often, and the uh, you know, astounding detrimental effect that that can have. So, you know, obviously, the flip side of the word no is yes, and that's the detrimental one. And most business owners are just using that word way too much, uh, often without thinking about the consequences. Uh, I mean, we're taught from a really early age, um, it's not polite to say no, right? Um, And that it can have negative consequences. We're taught that the customer is always right. uh, And we're taught we should basically bend over backwards to help customers. It's an interesting one. And I think we're even taught uh, directly or or indirectly that conflict is not a good thing and that saying no to people might actually upset their feelings or create some conflict. Which is apparently a bad thing. Bad thing. Mm. Uh, And so... Our experience, and I'm sure if you're listening, uh, you've seen it as well. We tend to say yes way more than we should, and uh, we should probably think a lot harder about saying yes before we do. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just more than we should. It's probably more than we want to as, as well. So I think it's important oh, to, to yeah. put and say. I mean, I know they go hand in hand, but, you know, some people say, oh, like I have had it come back to me a lot, where it's like, I know I probably shouldn't have done that, but I like to be a, a nice person. And so they're wrapping the yes up into their identity as a good person, but really at the expense of their identity as a person. This is the crazy thing, right? We, we're conditioned, as we said here, to, to say yes because it's nice, and yet basically it screws us over. Right, and you can be a really nice dead man, which is uh, all woman. Which all is, woman. Which is not much fun, let's not be In dead, fact, so. often, you know, for women, this is even more challenging because, rightly or wrongly, they carry a lot of the, you know, the domestic workload, and they say yes to all of that, uh, as well as having a job and doing everything else. So it's pretty full on. Yeah, so men, that's something you should say yes to. Help out more often, all right? Yeah, Come yeah. Come on. All right. Don't be lazy. Anyway, I'm sure we got a story. We do. Well, this is a story about Apple uh, and, and Steve Jobs. So in the mid-1990s, before Steve Jobs returned to Apple, so he, you know, they kicked it off and Steve Wozniak got into it, and Steve Jobs got kind of booted out pretty much. Before he returned, 
the company was actually in dire straits. So one of the critical issues was that they had you know, a massive product line. They had lots of stuff they were doing. They'd lost their focus. They were producing a wide array of uh, computers and peripherals and all sorts of stuff. And it was even confusing for you know dedicated Apple uh, enthusiasts to keep up with what was actually going on. And this was really largely due to the, the company's inability to say no to product ideas, trying to be all things to all people. So when Steve Jobs returned in 1997 to Apple, one of the first things he did is actually cut down on the product line quite drastically. Mm. Uh, he introduced his famous four-quadrant product grid, you know, consumer and pro versions of desktops and a whole bunch of stuff. And the critical moment, uh, and this has often been reinforced in, in business studies, is that Jobs' ability to say no to many ongoing projects and focus on a few exceptional products was actually the thing that turned Apple around. Rather than going broad, they went deep and just got exceptionally good at a few things. Yep. And they owned those. And they did them in a way that no one else could do them. And that's where they've crushed it. Yeah, that's right. So you don't want to be all things to all people. Well, you, you just can't be, really. Well, yeah. You can't be. And I, I think the big thing is that we often miss is that when you do say yes, you, you are saying no. You're just having to do it indirectly and not taking agency over what's going on. So it's, it happens anyway. You might as well be deliberate about it, right? That was very wise, what you just said. Oh, you like that, didn't I you? I did. Yeah, yeah. Wise man once told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there's a coin which has two sides. Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter what way you flip it, the other side's still there. That's right. They said yeah. yes and no. That's uh, yes on one side, no on the other. Yeah. So they cannot be separated. Yeah, that's it. So, hey, look, if we don't know how to say no, uh, no, no. No, no. Uh, we run into some issues. Well, the first one, you know, you, you end up being too busy. Uh, you got too much going on. You can lack focus because you're trying to juggle a bunch of balls, like mini balls, which is which is challenging. And experience shows us with the, the businesses we help is actually quality suffers. You try and do too much and you just can't keep across everything. The quality of your work suffers, the quality of the performance of your team out in the field with the jobs on site goes down, the quality of the work in the office goes down, there's more mistakes, uh, and that you know, affects your business. Yep, and and uh, relationships start to suffer as well uh, because everyone's stressed out, they're tired, they lack energy, the team's too busy, they feel unappreciated, you've got very little energy left for your partner and your family. I mean, life is an energy transfer. Mm. Uh, and energy is the spark of all relationships mm. and so if you're too busy because you can't say no you run out of energy and it also causes poor decision making because you're tapped out yeah. and you get in a very urgent kind of scattered mindset so you yeah. tend to snatch at things and make decisions on the fly rather than actually giving them the thought that they need and in the end your profitability suffers yeah so a lot of downside here. So on the other hand, if, you know, if we do actually get to a stage where we can say no, we have some upsides. Yeah, focus is the key one. So you focus on the things that count, which reduces the busyness, reduces the, the mental noise, the mental strain, uh, protects your energy. It allows you to do quality work. It allows you to focus on relationships, uh, yeah. which is they take energy. Yeah, they do. Uh, when you get home to your kids, if you haven't got any energy, the relationship not as good, not as fun. Mm. Uh and you make good decisions. And so you you tend to go in a positive direction. Profitability improves. Your time off improves. Everything goes in a good direction because you've got the energy. Well, that's right. I mean, it all comes back to time, headspace, and energy, right? Yeah, and if I'm getting hamstrung by the word yes, I'm going to run out of those three things. But if I've got them, then all these other things can flourish, which are pretty important. So, I mean, how do we do this? Because it sounds simple, right? I mean, you think, well, I just, just say no. Uh, but well, there's actually quite a lot to it. Yeah, it, it, it's this is a challenge. This is like a, a life's work for most of us, and being yeah. aware of it is the starting point. That's what I want to get you know from the podcast today is really be aware of where you're saying yes too often mm. 
and what you're actually saying no to. So it does come in so many shapes and sizes. If you think about all the areas in the business uh, where you could say no, but you tend to say yes, you start to see why this is a problem. And like, for example, client rings up, wants us at the job site today or tomorrow. It's urgent. We've got to get there to help them. They've got this thing they need done. Yeah. yeah. Um, how often does that happen to you? I'm sure everyone's like raising their hands. Keep both hands on, one hand on the wheel, not both hands. Yeah. If you're driving and you're yeah. listening. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, we've got to drop everything and go and help them out. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a classic one. Clients wanting us to do extra work for nothing. Oh, could you just, oh, could you just, oh, but while you're here and, um, and you know, not obviously wanting to pay anything extra because it's just a quick little something and, and you think, well, I want to keep them happy. So out comes that dreaded Y word. Yes. Uh, you know, client excuses for non-payment. I think we did a podcast last week on this. You know, they give you an excuse for non-payment. Or maybe they're waiting to get paid or uh, they're just getting a job finished or, or whatever it is. And we say, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a yes where you should say no. That's it. Employees asking for extras is another one. Uh, you know, oh, I need more money or, hey, I want my own van or I need a new van or I need this new tool or I need a phone or can you pay for my phone bill or can I have an iPad, even though there's no reason for me to have one. Uh, I need a laptop or, you know, what I, you know, pay for me to have a holiday to Bora Bora. I mean, it, like, let's see how far it goes. But end of the day, like, employees always have a lot of requests. And I think often we say yes, well, we didn't need to and there's not really any benefit. Poor team behaviour is another one, and I'm not going to get into all of that, but um, sometimes it's your fault as the leader, to be honest, and sometimes it's part them and often it's both. But you can't just say yes to it and let it continue. That's yeah, that's not cool because that's going to create chaos. That's right. And, I mean, ultimately, like, doing low-profit work, uh, this is one of the biggest killers where I see people saying yes. Mm-hmm. You know, for a host of reasons. Oh, but, you know, it'll be a good loss leader. It'll get my foot in the door. It'll help me build a relationship. You know, oh, but these jobs keep the lights on. Oh, yeah, but i got to keep the boys busy. You know, all that kind of crap. And so you end up saying yes to work that should never have been said yes to. It's a real killer when it comes to the industry. And I think we're going to dig into this later in the episode as well. Yeah. Uh, often saying yes to low-profit work when you don't really even understand yeah. the profitability of the work. That's right. And so you're saying yes to something because maybe you thought it was good, <laughs> but you didn't But it know. won't. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've given a yes where it shouldn't have been given, but yeah. Yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, so when you say yes to, to things like this in your business, it has massive consequences, as we touched on. You just drain yourself of energy. Quality suffers. It's difficult. Your brain doesn't work properly. Everyone's stressed out. It affects your family and your friends and your life in general. And so the thing is that no is a very, very small word, but it has very, very powerful consequences. And as we've touched on, there is no no without yes and no yes without no. They are two sides of the same coin. Mm. There is an opportunity cost. When you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Yeah, It's as simple as that. You know, if you say yes to helping the client do this job tomorrow because they need you there and they need to have the house fitted off so they can crack on with their project, you say yes to that, but you're saying no to another project. Maybe it's saying no to actually going to your kid's sports practice or recital or whatever it is because you've prioritised this. Yeah, well, I mean, it really, that applies to anything in your life, right? I don't know, some mate asked me, hey, can you help me move house tomorrow? Nice thing to do is say yes, but you know, and you might want to say yes, it could be a good thing to do, but the minute I do say yes, I've said no to anything else I could be doing with that time, including you know, things that might come up after the fact. So this happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I had a mate who asked, can you help me move house? The dreaded question. <laughs> I actually quite like helping people move house, so I said yes. Uh, but then you know, what happened is I got home that night and my son George asked me, hey, um, can you take me down to the bike park tomorrow? Uh, I want to show you me riding my new bike. And I was like, 
sorry, buddy, I'm already helping you know, uncle move his house. And he was like, oh, and he was real bummed. And I thought to myself, man, I'd rather be doing that. <laughs> um, but, you know, the thing is I'd indirectly said no to things I didn't even know about because I had booked myself out, which, you know, kind of leads me to the next thing, which is there's really two resources in life. You've got time and money. Uh, one is renewable, which if you didn't guess, that's money. Uh, time is not renewable, right? It's the most unrenewable resource uh, that there is, and it's super, super valuable. And so the thing is, is when you're saying yes too often, you're spending that unrenewable resource, and you know that does have consequences. You'll never get it back, and that opportunity cost could be something that you ended up valuing more than what you said yes to. I think it's just about being really deliberate and careful with the way that you spend the limited amount of time you have. I think what you said there is profound. You have a limited amount of time. Unless you can change the law of physics and biology, you've got a limited amount of time. You can mm. spend it once, spend it wisely. Yeah, well, if you look at it like a bank account, imagine you had a bank account and there was a 1000 bucks in it and that was the only $1,000 you are going to have for the rest of your life. Uh, and then think about everybody coming to you and saying, hey, have you got a couple bucks for this? Have you got a couple bucks for that? How careful would you be with the money you spent? You'd be bloody careful, wouldn't you? Um, ironically, that's exactly what we have with time exactly what we have only we don't even know what's in the account mm. all we know is it's running out and yet we tend to just splash that that currency that time currency around like as if it's unlimited but it's extremely finite yeah this is getting deep and meaningful today but this is important right but that's the crux of the of the episode right is that you know we tend to throw yeses around like candy but the reality is is you're running out of candy <laughs> That's right. It's the conventional wisdom that sort of does it. We're taught that the customer's right. We should say yes. We should be helpful. We should look after others. We should be kind and caring. And yes, we should do all of those things. We're not saying that. But the person you need to look after the most is yourself. Yeah. Uh, Because you can't look after anyone else if you don't look after yourself. That's right. Uh, And I think here the conventional wisdom is actually quite wrong. Yeah. Uh, It actually frustrates me. And I can see from the successful people we help, you know, all all the members we help, and you read about other successful people in business, they think about it a bit differently. Mm. Uh, and uh, Jordan Peterson has some good angles on this, and whether you love him or hate him doesn't really matter. He is uh, a well-researched you know, a psychologist, uh, and he says there's three sort of key traits of intelligent people. This is like you know, research-based evidence. Mm. Uh, the first one is that they are intelligent. Yep. So you've got to have a good brain, good, you know, a good processor, as it were, Number two, they're conscientious, which means they're hardworking. So you got to do the you got to do the yards. You got to do the work. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. The third one is that they are somewhat disagreeable. Yeah, it's crucial. Disagreeable, not agreeable. Agreeable people say yes too much, and they yep. rob their own time bank account and energy. Obviously, as a and result. energy. Yeah. And therefore, they don't get the results that they want or they get very frustrated. Well, they're always too busy helping everyone else to actually get anything sorted themselves, which ironically, if they just got shit sorted themselves and actually got a bit further ahead, they could help other people in a much more leveraged and better way. So it's yeah. it's it's funny. You and know, we're so. not saying that you should go out and be rude to people. That's not what this is about. Absolutely not. Disagree- disagreeableness is not the same as being an absolute clown mm. or a, a psycho. This is actually learning to say no and stand up for yourself and have a hard conversation with yeah. people when you need to. Well, just ready to look after your own needs, um, you know, even if somebody else is not going to necessarily like have it. their needs met. Yeah, or like you know, it. Or like it. And I, I think the big thing is, again, it's, it's not about being selfish either. 
Um, it's just about actually putting some money in your own bank account, you know, and putting a little bit of energy in your own resources. You know, it's it's about standing up for yourself. Yeah, so, and disagreeable people have less of a fear about letting others down. They mm-hmm. probably care less about being liked. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Everyone wants to look after people and, and to be liked, but it's less important to them. And that's important because if you're always driven by wanting to have people like you or you're scared of someone saying no to you, this is going to be a challenge and that's going to have to be some sort of work you do to help get on the front foot with this. The ironic thing is if you're too agreeable, you're actually still not easy to like sometimes. (laughs) Because the thing is, it's like nobody knows where they stand with you. Like, you know, you just say yes to everything. You're too nice. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't actually know who you are. All you do is suck up to me. I mean, well, I mean and it's if, about you, by the way, Tony. Yeah, I know. Um, but uh, but you know, you know what I mean, right? It's like it's like you get to a point where actually some of the people that are willing to stand up for themselves more, and they don't care so much about being liked, they don't care about letting other people down as much. The thing is, is that you know exactly where you stand with them. You actually know them better, and you can have a deeper relationship that's built on actual expectations and boundaries, where you can actually meet each other's needs in that relationship, whether it's a friendship or you know, int- intimate relationship, whatever. Um, employee employer relationship it'll actually be a better relationship if you both have set your own boundaries and stick to them um, whereas if you just always do everything somebody else wants of you and you're just extremely agreeable and you say yes to everything um, the thing is is you can't help but l- but have that morph into a doormat relationship which actually neither person actually likes you'd think that the person walking on the doormat would be happy about it but they actually don't feel very good about it either so it's not good for anyone. Yeah, there's the occasional head contractor or general contractor who uh, seems to like a doormat. But anyway, sure, sure. Um, but I'd say I've seen some, that a few times. There are some special. But people uh, if you're the doormat, them. stand up and pull it, the rug from under them. The, and the thing is, is even those people that tend to like walking on a doormat, they might like walking on a doormat, they but they but you. they respect strength. Yeah, and they're not friends with the doormat. Yeah. Then like, whereas the thing is, is they are friends and have respectful relationships with people that won't be a doormat and those are the people they actually like so they might like walking on the doormat but they like the person who is not a doormat that's that's uh, an important that is huge and uh going back to the conventional wisdom the conventional wisdom is wrong you do need to be slightly disagreeable you need to have a backbone to stand up for yourself uh and if you do that not only will your clients respect you but your team will respect you as well that's very important because a team will lose respect for a doormat for someone who's too agreeable because there's no boundaries. Same with a parent. That's yeah. you know. There's a lot of literature there that, and yeah. this is hard. Let me tell you, we've oh, Phil's got three kids. I've got four yeah. kids. There's seven between us, and you got to provide some boundaries for these these guys because otherwise, yeah. they're not going to get the discipline that they need to to be successful in life. It's huge, and I think like when we're talking about standing up for ourselves and you know protecting our energy, you know, like I said, it's not about being selfish. It's just about being deliberate, right? And uh, and you know that way you can actually be better for everybody. Um, and so, you know, part of this is not letting other people's disorganization and poor planning become your problem. You know, I think we, we often will say yes to things to cover for other people's mishaps or missteps. Well, really. th- this is the thing. Now, when the client rings up and says, oh, I need you at the job this afternoon or tomorrow or in two days time, late notice. Often that is because they are not very good at organizing stuff. Yeah. They are saying yes to too much stuff. They are disorganized. Their life is chaos. Yeah. Their team is all over the show, and they're basically putting their SHIT on you. Yeah. Uh, Any, subconsciously. Anyone who needs you to do anything, and I'm saying needs you to do anything right now, that's because they have an emergency. So 
whose problem is that? And the thing is, is sometimes you can't get there. And, you know, it's, don't get me wrong, it's cool to be able to help in an emergency sometimes, especially if it's yeah, somebody. Sometimes you, know, you do. And sometimes you do. And when I'm not saying you don't do that. I'm just saying it's like if that's the case, it is their problem. It is their emergency. And that's usually due to something that's happened in their life, which they may even have caused. And so if you genuinely can't get there to help, then, like, don't ruin your own outcomes in your life and, and set off a chain of events that's going to have a lot of, you know, fallout well, to cover for their problem. You're teaching them to disrespect you. That's it. Uh, and you're teaching them that they can have this relationship any way they want yeah. uh, rather than them understanding that they need to get more organised. So that's really important. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, like, look, this might sound harsh, but this, this goes into every, a lot of areas of life, right? I remember we got all the way to school uh, a couple of mornings ago and um, George, my oldest boy, he says to me, Dad, I forgot my shoes. You, you need to go back right now. And I was like, I, look, I, I actually can't. Um, I've, I've got a meeting that starts in 20 minutes and I can't miss it. There are people that are coming in. So, sorry, mate, you just you got no shoes today. And he was, he was devastated. He's like, well, what am I going to do with no shoes? And, and you know, don't get me wrong, every little heartstring in, in my body as a father was like, I don't want my boy to have no shoes today at school. But what do you do? I mean, like... He gets cold feet. He gets cold feet. And, and he learns and a and lesson. you know what? He, he learns a lesson. And it's, it might be the harsh way to do it, but he's never forgotten his shoes since that. So if I'd run back and got them, uh, it might have might have felt good for him uh, at the time, but he learns nothing uh, and he does it again. And meanwhile, there's fallout from me missing that meeting. Like You know, being disagreeable is harder for some people than others, and I want to acknowledge that. You know, if you think of the DISC profile, which is like a personality profiling tool, people tend to be task-focused or people-focused, like there's two continuums mm-hmm. and, and a mix of that. And for people who are really people-focused people, they like to... You know, maintain the relationship and, and the connections with people. Saying no is a bit harder for those those kind of more people pleaser type people. Yeah, it's uh, difficult. But it doesn't mean it's any less important. Mm. Uh, just as the same as the task focused people need to concentrate on building relationships. Uh, so everyone has a challenge. The the you know if you're more of a people pleasing person, you have to be very aware of this because even though it feels good to help out, you have a breaking point. You will get to a point where you've had enough. And you will absolutely lose it. Yeah. And this is what happens. People are very calm, very calm, very calm. He's such a calm guy. But those type of people tend to have a point where they just absolutely they blow up because they've yeah. had too much. Yeah. Uh, and that's about learning to say no or mm. stopping to say yes all the time. Yeah, big time. I mean, we can think of this like the 80-20 rule as well, right? Like, so 20% of the stuff you do with your time is really going to make 80% of the difference. Uh, and you know the reverse is true as well. So obviously, eighty percent of the stuff you're doing with your time is probably only having twenty percent of the impact. So when you think about that, saying yes or no is really about how deliberate you are with you know where that time goes. And I think if you, if you want to make sure that you're getting the most out of the important stuff, you need to be able to say no enough to protect that precious twenty percent. Because I mean, eighty percent of it's going to garbage most likely anyway, right? That's so. right. And if you think about in a business, uh, if you're saying yes to everything, as a business owner, you're missing the 20% of the stuff that makes most of the difference. And as a business owner, so, if you want to grow and scale a business, I can tell you this, getting your team hired and performing well is one of your key strategies. Mm. And if you're saying yes to everything all of the time, you're not going to spend enough time on that and you're just going to recycle chaos, 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 chaos. Mm. Uh, so that's super important. Yeah, crucial. So what are some ways that we can help with the challenge of saying no? First one is uh, put your prices up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, it's funny, you know, you put your prices up. 
you can lose a lot of work when you put your prices up before you've lost profit. Yeah, uh, that's just a little thing. But putting your prices up, uh, you know, will number one give you more margin to deal with some of these issues, and hopefully it'll burn off some of the people who are not good work or the clients that are annoying who really suck your time mm. uh, that you find difficult to say no to. But it is really important, you know, to actually know your numbers. Yeah. to understand the profitability of your job so you know what to say no to or what to put the prices up on. That's the key, uh, this yeah. is This is key because there will be some work in your business that really you don't need to do. It's actually losing you money. Yeah. Uh, if you think about your margins, you know, if you do your P&L each month and it's 40%, mm. there's a bunch of work that's a lot below that and there's a bunch of work that's above it. Let's look at the stuff below it yeah. uh, because that's a lot of the work we could actually start to say uh, no to. We can start pricing for targets. Yeah. So have a target when you price, not just to win the work. Mm. Uh, that's important. So knowing your numbers and adjusting your pricing is actually quite a practical way of of burning off some of the the mess. Yeah. Uh, and it, at least if it stays, you're making decent money out of it. Well, and it filters to everything as well because it's not just you know about your prices. It's it's everything you do in your business. If you know all the numbers in your business, you know what makes good sense to actually say yes to or no to. Um, because you can look at things like ROI. You can look at whether or not this actually makes financial sense as a decision. Um, whereas if you don't know your numbers, then it's always, this feels like a good idea, uh, which is probably a bit of a risky way to do things, right? So, um, and again, if you look at putting your prices up, awesome strategy, but we need to know, you know, I don't want to just chuck it up blanket necessarily. Yeah, so where to what, do it. Where to do it, what's going to make the difference. I think um, we're saying no as well, like just for some literal examples, because I think- Some I think, practical things. Yeah. yeah, like it can be really hard to just say no. You know, it, it doesn't seem very... Some people should try it sometimes. Yeah, no. yeah, I mean, depending on what you're being asked. But, yeah. uh, but you know, like some uh, more tactful ways to say no, you could say, hey, awesome, let me have a think about that and get back to you. Uh, which, again, gives you some breathing space instead that's, of just jumping now. That's massive. And I want to... Can I dig into that, mate? Yeah, like, go just for it. Let me interrupt you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interrupt don't, my interruption. Yeah, don't interrupt my yeah. interruption. So what happens is you get in a flurry of urgency and you get sucked into the whirlwind, and you find yourself saying yes to stuff that you don't really want to say yes to. You just get caught on the hop, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yep, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yep, yep. Yeah. It happens a lot. Uh, this is where it's really important to develop a strategy for pausing to let your mind actually engage so you can think about whether you can actually do this properly. And what you've yeah. said there is an epic way of doing that. Awesome, just let me have a think about that. I'll get back to you. Yeah. You've made no promise, but you can actually assess it rationally and in the cold light of day. And again, very useful uh, across the board in your life because people will often ask you something and that's the first you've heard of it. Uh, I guarantee they've been thinking about it all day before they pluck up the courage to ask. So, um, you know, they've got plenty of time to come to terms with it and you need to give yourself that same breathing room. So it's yeah, important. And, and, and sometimes you don't actually realise what you're saying yes to and you haven't thought through the, all the implications of, well, if I say yes to that job, mm. you don't realise that there's actually seven other jobs over the next two weeks that you actually have to shift to yeah. do that job and there's like 14 phone calls that need to be made and, uh, you know, seven calls to the supplier to sort that all out. Dude, my favourite one that I get probably weekly is, hey, Phil, can I have leave on the 16th? I'm like, no. I was like, uh, give me a second. I need to look at calendars. I need to see what else is going on. You know, like, I need to look at your leave balances. Like, I can't just say yes because uh, I don't know. I need time to, th to think about that. Look, another example, um, you know, sometimes it, it's not it's not now. It could be later. So it might not actually be a no thing. It could just be a later thing. And so it's no for now, which you could say in, in terms of, hey, thanks again for thinking of us. You know, although we couldn't take on this project, we're excited about the possibility of working together in the future. So it's not that I never want to work with you. I just couldn't do this one. Sorry, mate. 
like which is completely reasonable and fair enough. Yeah, having some lines, some yeah. actual almost scripts that you've got you can use for this makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're a couple of great ones. Another thing that I find helpful that we use with our members a lot is a default calendar, which is basically a plan or a budget for how you're going to spend your time, that time in your, your time bank account each week, which doesn't change each week. Uh, and so you map out where you're going to do certain things, where you're going to do your pricing and where you're going to do your site visits and uh, where you're going to go see your you know, key clients or uh, where you're going to do some staff training. You have it mapped in your calendar, where you're going to go to the gym or when you're going to go and coach your kids' sports team. You have that in your calendar and that shows you how much time you don't have. Yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> so you actually are, are, are serious with yourself about what you can actually do then and it forces you to say, well, actually, there's no slot I can fit this in mm. Or if you look at the schedule of your work, there's no slot I can fit this in, so therefore it's going to have to be, well, maybe not now, or we've got to do something well, else. It'll be no, it'll be not now, or it'll be no to something else so that that can fit. Correct. It's, it's really one of those yep. those three options. And I mean, like, I think something else that goes into that calendar is obviously holidays and downtime, uh, which are crucial to help you assess urgency. Uh, you know, the more overwhelmed you are, the more difficult it is to think clearly. Um, and I think, again, when I'm saying yes to a holiday, what I'm actually doing is saying no to being at work that day, which is, it's still saying no. And end of the day, like, rest ethics going to make work ethics sustainable. So you need to be able to give yourself that headspace so that you can think clearly and assess things properly and, and say, you know, no and yes to the right things. The, I guess the key message uh, that we've found helps, it's helped us massively. Our business has grown significantly. The better we've got at saying no, I mean, it's just, crazy yep. we just do way less than we used to but we grow way more and we make more impact with our clients and our members which is the important thing by doing less and just doing the basics well yeah you've got to think priorities and you've got to think opportunity cost that's the whole thing yeah what are my priorities and what's the cost of saying yes and no here and weighing that up uh, yep. because i love that analogy you've only got a certain amount of time in your time bank account when it's run out it's gone and you can only spend it once yeah that's it and like I say, you have no idea how much is in it. <laughs> so Frightening thought, man. <laughs> yeah, it could be bugger all. So anyway, let's land this plane. Let's do it. Every time you say yes to something that takes your time, you're saying no to something else. Now, the key to success in business and life is to ensure that your time is spent on the things that make the biggest difference and that are the most important to you and that bring you the most joy. Now, practice saying no more often because what you don't do has as much impact on success as what you do do. Thanks heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Tradie Podcast. You only get to sell each hour of your tradespeople or your technicians' time once. But so many businesses don't measure what work is most profitable and many don't even think about it. Tune into next week's podcast where we discuss how to ensure your people are doing the work that is most profitable for your business. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Tradie, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Tradie Podcast.